Hello, Heat Nation. It's a special edition of Locked on Heat, your daily podcast covering all things Miami Heat. However, you may be listening or watching on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every day. I'm your host, David Ramil. With me, as always, is Wes Goldberg. The Miami Heat will be playing in a new location, or at least a newly named location, after just over two months playing at the Miami Dade Arena. The building at 601 Biscayne will now be known as the Kaseya Center. So to help fans understand the change is someone whose fingerprints have been all over so much of Miami's business success from the Vice City edition to Miami mashup apparel. And of course, the recent four days for 40 campaign to honor Udonis Haslam. It's Heat Executive Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer Michael McCullough. Michael, thanks so much for joining us and taking the time to talk about the new arena naming rights deal. David West, thank you so much. You gave me, first of all, David, you gave me way too much credit, but I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. Uh, but I'm happy to be here to talk with you guys about uh, the Kaseya Center. And we're happy to have you. Uh, you're you're everywhere. You're ubiquitous around the arena. And yes, your fingerprints are everywhere regarding uh, any business venture that the Heat has successfully unrolled over the last, I don't know, 20-something years. But anyway, just a little bit of background before we get into the deal itself. We're recording this on a Monday afternoon before anything is made official. But if you're watching or listening to this, it's because the deal has been completed. The last steps of finalizing it were that it requires the approval of both the Miami-Dade County Board of County Commission as well as the NBA. So, Michael, let's start there for fans who don't know how it all works. The county government has to approve the deal because it's a county-owned facility that leases the building to the Heat. But who is Kaseya? Because I think it's a name that's still relatively unknown for the Heat fan base. Well, the great thing about Kaseya is they are a local Miami-based company. Uh, they're a software company that serves, uh, you know, smaller businesses, um, but they're not a small business. They are a growing, thriving business. Uh, they do business internationally, uh, and they are committed to uh, Miami and building and growing almost 3,500 more jobs uh, in the next two to three years. So um, when when we started talking with Kaseya, we started learning who they were, what they're about, and the fact that they, like us, are based here in Miami. They're right over here on Brickell Ave. Uh, so we're super happy to have another downtown partner who's going to put their name on the building with us. So walk us through the relationship with the county, exactly how it works out. The county does own the property at 601 Biscayne, but of course the Heat has a role to play in all this. What exactly is Miami's role in determining the naming rights partner? Well, the great thing about this relationship is it is truly a public-private partnership between Miami-Dade County uh, and the Miami Heat, and in particular Mayor uh, Danielle Levine-Cava uh, and her staff have worked very, very closely with us and Kaseya. So you have this three-way partnership. The county, as you mentioned, they own the, the naming rights, uh, but you know they don't they don't work in the building. That's that's us, you know. So we get involved because we have to actually facilitate and execute all the elements of the naming rights agreement with Kaseya. And in addition to that, we have our own sponsorship relationship with Kaseya. So we're actually you know the entity that's going to be the ones who are going to work with Kaseya to bring what they bought to life. Um, you know, this partnership has a lot of different elements to it. There's a lot of reasons why companies will want to have a naming rights agreement. Uh, and that's where we step in uh, because that's what we do. And, you know, there's a number of us that have been here for a number of years uh, and we're, you know, we're really adept at kind of creating these partnerships that really help companies like Kaseya who want to have this kind of exposure. You know, we want them to have more than ex just exposure. We want them to really have a relationship with our fans, both Heat fans and fans coming to the arena for concerts. So that's really where the Heat step in and, and we execute and we create those opportunities for Kaseya. Coming off of the days of American Airlines Arena, there was a lot of understanding what that company was and things like that. And then, of course, we go through the FTX saga. 
And that was a relatively new company too. I know Kasey has been around for a while since 2000, but why is this deal different than the FTX deal? Well, you know, the, the thing about this, Wes, is, you know, companies like Kaseya, they, they want to get naming rights. They want these, these really um, high visibility uh, exposures and partnerships with teams because it does exactly that. It provides them with a platform that they really can't have otherwise. So while Kaseya, like you mentioned, they've been in business since 2000 and in their sphere, they are incredibly well known. But what they want and what they need is they, they want to take that exposure to another level. They are, like I mentioned, they, they're, you know, kind of exploding on the Miami scene with hiring. Uh, they have a really unique relationship with Miami-Dade County uh, where they are committed to bringing more real full-time in-office jobs to Miami. And so what they want is they want a platform to showcase who they are, to showcase their products and to showcase their partners. So again, that's why naming rights deals like this are, are really beneficial to companies like Kaseya. We, we loved our relationship with American Airlines and it was really successful. Obviously the, the FTX relationship didn't go the way really anybody anticipated, but to have a company like Kaseya step in and really very quickly, um, once they came to the table, we were able to, between us and the county and Kaseya, all come to this agreement pretty fast. And then the timing was important because there's a lot of events and activities coming up that Kaseya is really going to benefit from. So we were moving as fast as we could to try to get that name naming rights still solidified as quickly as possible. Understanding that, I just, I, I'm curious, uh, based on everything that happened with FTX, like how did the vetting process change after FTX? Um, and why should fans feel, I don't know, maybe more secure in this relationship? And do you believe that this is going to be something that Kaseya can fulfill? Can is why why are they going to be able to fulfill their agreement? And how secure are you guys? Yeah, you in know, that? that's a that's a great question, Wes. And you you and every other fan has the right to ask that very same question. And and I will tell you that the vetting process, both for the FTX relationship and Kaseya, was was very thorough. But but what I said to somebody who asked me that same question a little while ago is like, you, you can't really vet what's in a person's heart. You, you, you can't vet somebody's character unless it's already been exposed to you. And, and through the vetting process, like you find these things, um, you know, so there's a very thorough vetting process that both us, the county and the NBA go through in any sort of partnership to this magnitude. And so we, you know, we run all those traps, but like I said, even with, all those traps that we run, and there are a number of them, like you, you, you can't know what's what's here, again, unless somebody has shown you that. So short of that, like we're, we're very comfortable, we're very confident uh, with Kaseya. Uh, we're super enthusiastic about kind of who they are and what they are. Uh, as we went through this process, we found that they're very much like us. And in fact, they mentioned to us the other day that one of the commissioners, Commissioner Hardiman, had visited their office. And when he left, he said, that office made me feel like I was in Miami. And we say the same thing when people come to our offices. We want you to come to our office or our games and really feel like you see yourself represented, you see Miami represented here. And so, you know, we, we have those kinds of things in common. So, like I said, you have every right to ask that question. You know, again, none of us expected the FTX situation to go the way it did, but it did. Um, and, you know, we were able to pivot pretty quickly to find a partner that we know is going to be with us for the next 17 years. Along those same lines, you know, part of the Heat's brand is that it's such a stable organization, as stable as you get in professional sports. But are there any concerns that the instability and finding a, a consistent name partner to fulfill the full 20 year agreement is, is, you know, perhaps dichotomous with the brand established by the Miami Heat? 
Yeah, another great question. And it's interesting because obviously for the first 21 years, we were known as American Airlines Arena and there was no, you know, no doubt there. And then, you know, we had the hiccup with FTX and now we have the relationship that we're going to announce tomorrow with uh, with with uh, Kaseya. And what I'm expecting and what I'm hoping is 17 years from now, when you look back at the history of what will now be known as Kaseya Center, you basically will know two naming rights partners. And the one that was in the middle is going to fade into obscurity because sure. it was only here for a short time. And you're going to have American Airlines and you're going to have Kaseya as the two naming rights partners for this building. And, you know, it'll it'll always be part of the history and we're not going to try to run or hide from that. But what we anticipate is the name Kaseya Center will become synonymous to both the heat, the county and the success that we bring you know, you know, to the region. The, the terms of the deal don't actually begin until July 1st, uh, the start of the fiscal year, right? So will, will the arena continue being called Miami-Dade Arena until that point? Or when, how soon will changes start to be rolled out that fans can see when they come to the arena? Yeah, well, look, here's the great thing about being partners is that, you know, what we always try to do is we try to under-promise and over-deliver. And here's a perfect example. You mentioned that the contract doesn't start until July. Well, we have a series of events coming up very, very quickly here that we reached out to Kaseya and the county and we said, we want to make this available for Kaseya right now. So even though the contract doesn't start until July, this building is going to transform into Kaseya Center very, very quickly. Uh, we have this incredible UFC event coming up on April the 8th. Over 1 billion people are going to be watching that event and they're going to be watching that event live from Kaseya Center. Um, you know, we have our um, final regular season home game on April 9th. That is going to be a tribute to Udonis Haslam. That will take place from Kaseya Center. You know, and then we go into the play-in playoffs. We don't know where we are just yet, but we, we know we're in postseason. We're, those games are going to be coming to you live from Kaseya Center. So, you know, again, in the spirit of partnership, we wanted to do that right away so that Kaseya could take advantage of these high-profile moments that, being a naming rights partner, I mean, that's exactly why you get into this thing, because you want that sort of visibility. So while a lot of the other uh, elements of the deal are going to take more time, there's some things that we can do immediately to have Kaseya uh, and the Kaseya Center be the, the place in South Florida right from the start. I'm curious, just in, in your experience overall, um, having done this for a long time, the evolution of naming rights deals and stadiums and arenas across multiple sports you see in LA, it goes from Staples to crypto. You've got SoFi Stadium in, in San Diego, and you've got a lot of sort of new tech happening and, and trying to get involved in sports for whatever reason. But I'm, I'm curious how you've seen that evolution from sort of the established, you know, kind of brick and mortar uh, brands like banks and, and, and all the and cars and, and all these kinds of things that we know. Ball Arena is named after a jar in Denver, you know, like <laughs> now to, to software and things that are, are a little bit, you know, less less brick and mortar, obviously more modern. And, and I'm curious why you've seen that evolution. Well, you know, David, I, I, I've been in this, I've been in, in West, I've been in this business for a long time, right? Uh, 30, this is my 36th year in the business. And I trace my roots back to Sacramento. Mm. Uh, and one of the very first naming rights deals that was ever done was for Arco Arena. And sure. I worked at Arco Arena. And if you lived in Sacramento, you knew what Arco was, was a, you know, a petroleum company, gas and petroleum. Nobody knew like what the heck it meant. Like we had the newspaper of record at the time, the Sacramento Bee, that refused to use the name for the first couple of years that the Kings were in Sacramento. They would call it the Kings Arena. They refused to use the name Arco Arena because it was so new. 
This was this was in the late 80s. And so over time, you know, naming rights became more and more of a, of a I don't want to use the word staple, uh, but became more and more known and recognized. And so now what you have, as you said, you had this transformation. You had all these, um, you know, kind of already well-known and established brands putting their names on these buildings. And how it's evolved over time is it's become a really great visibility play for brands who are looking for that kind of lift that you can't get otherwise. Like these naming rights agreements really provide this kind of uh, exposure, particularly when you know the team is like ours and, and they, they're successful and they have these deep playoff runs or the building is like ours or the number one building in the state of Florida, number seven overall, number 15 in the world, where you get event after event after event after event. That's what these um, organizations, these companies are looking for. They're looking to partner with a brand that could give them this really kind of untraditional lift that you can't get like from a just a straight up traditional marketing partnership. And while there are a lot of, you know, the same kind of visibility opportunities, like, you know, there's signage and there's hospitality and things like that. Putting your name on the roof of these buildings, um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a deal that you can't get otherwise. Mm -hmm. And when your team has success, and that you know Goodyear blimp is flying overhead, and you get that nighttime beauty shot. You know you you, you can't buy that stuff. Technically, you can, but you can't really <laughs> buy that kind of exposure. Right. So that's why they're getting involved like that. Just curious. I, I think a lot of fans see naming rights, and they wonder the extent of what the partnership is going to be. And you outline some of the events that you guys are going to be revealing over the uh, the next few uh, weeks and months. But mm -hmm. the jersey patch thing—that's a different. That's a different entity. Any anticipation that Kaseya will end up replacing the jersey patch on, on the Heat jerseys at any point, or any other kinds of things that you are able to reveal us uh, reveal to us now? Well, I can definitely tell you that Kaseya will not be our next jersey patch partner because that's not part of this deal, right? Um, and that's not something that they're interested in, so that won't be part of it. I can tell you that there is a tremendous amount of interest in the jersey patch for us, and for a number of different reasons. Like it's a it's again a great visibility opportunity, but you know. David, as you know, like nobody does these jersey campaigns like we do. And because of that, like our jerseys get this tremendous amount of additional media exposure. Um, and, and that's what we can offer um, as a jersey patch partner is this really incredible visibility and engagement with our fans. Because when we release a jersey campaign, our fans are all over it. Media and other towns are all over it. Other team fans are either loving it or hating on it. And we, we, we want all the smoke, right? That's why we kind of go the way we go when we create these uniforms. We, you know, we don't go safe. You know, we're, we're going to go out there. And that's what a Jersey Patch partner is going to get with the Heat. So we're having conversations. We have a great conversation lined up for later this week uh, with someone who's very, very interested. So um, I think, you know, hopefully in the near future, we'll be announcing a new uh, Jersey Patch partner coming up for uh, for next season just wanted to confirm we're just still waiting on our invite for for the locked on heat jersey patch application right we're, <laughs> we're still waiting on that email go ahead i haven't seen the logo so send me the logo let me see what it looks <laughs> like and see if it's a fit <laughs> yeah it's a great fit michael trust me <laughs> uh look uh part of the county resolution that again is still awaiting approval uh, includes the unrolling of a pr campaign to promote the new arena name we saw this with nt uh, when ftx took over there were ads especially with Giannis Haslam all over the place. Will the Heat be as involved this time around? Absolutely. And again, that's one of those things where, um, you know, the, the county says they're going to have this great campaign and, and they turn to us because we're the experts in that area. So we're, we will be throwing a really great celebration event here at the arena uh, on April 10th. 
Um, it will feature a number of, of uh, the Kaseya employees because we want the employees to really feel like, guys, this is your house. Like you put your name on the building and we want you to feel like you're, this, is, this is your second home. So we want the employees to be here. Uh, we'll have some players, we'll have our entertainers and we want the Kaseya employees to really feel like we're welcoming them, welcoming them into the fold. Uh, so yeah, we'll, they'll, they'll be a great kind of a PR campaign to roll all this out. As I mentioned, it'll be the you know event after event after event after event to kind of uh, solidify these things as the naming rights comes to come to fruition. Um, but we will be incredibly involved in everything that happens on that PR front. Yeah, and, and I like that it, part of the resolution also specifies how Kaseya is is required to expand their employee base, whether there was something that they were planning on doing or not. As part of the naming rights deal, they'll be increasing from about nine hundred South Florida employees to over 3,000 at such point in time. But there are other ways that you see them continuing to impact the community. What are some of those ways that they might be getting more involved in terms of donations and things of that sort? Well, the, you know, and the cool thing, David, about that uh, requirement is that those jobs are not remote working. So you're, you know, you're living in Montana, but you're working for Kaseya here. Now, these are, you know, kind of boots on the ground, you know, butts and seats over on Brickell Ave. And you're working for Kaseya, so these are real, you know, real jobs in the software sector for people in in Miami. So that's the great thing. And then, as far as other things that they'll be doing, they'll be involved with us in a number of different, you know, marketing and community programs. Uh, I don't, don't want to give everything away now, but you can imagine that, you know, if they're going to make this commitment for the next 17 years, that they are going to be intertwined with us on a very, very deep, uh, emotional uh, level. Um, as our as our naming rights partner, because this this is our home. We've done a great job of kind of making this be the place where all of South Florida feels very comfortable coming to. Uh, and we're going to continue with that. And we want to bring Kaseya along for that ride. So they get some of that shine as well. Yeah. Well, that, uh, it seems like it's a global entity. Obviously, they have different locations all over th throughout the world. So it definitely feels like there's much more stability uh, moving forward. So I I'm definitely looking forward to the years where we can continue to call this the Kaseya Center and kind of overlook that little gap in between the team's history. But uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us, uh, Michael. Best of luck with the remainder of the season, whatever you've got planned for next year, because I know there's always something that works when it comes to the business side of things. Uh, David West, thank you for having me. And uh, I look forward to seeing you both at the Kaseya Center. Yeah. And thanks to all of you for making Locked on Heat uh, your first listen every day. Thanks so much for checking out this special episode and make sure to please stay subscribed to the show on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts.